I was sitting there meditating on the beach one morning in Bali and then I opened my eyes I'm like holy crap I'm living my vision right now write down all the things that they want in their life like if they can right so they don't need to visualize it they just need to write it down like what 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 do you want if I was to say you can have anything and it was to be given to you and you know it's coming because you believe in your ability to take action on opportunities when they present themselves morning morning how are we yeah doing really well over here doing really well over here how are you brilliant thank you absolutely yeah. brilliant how was breakfast oh it was a breakfast bagel had a, it was an everything bagel bagel have you heard of, have an everything bagel before nice and yeah nice. An everything what did bagel you have on your bagel Mm. So, an, so it was an everything bagel with some like some nice egg, a little bit of, little bit of chicken actually, and some nice lettuce mm-hmm. and a good specialty sauce. Yeah, it was delish. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And what was yourself? What did you have for lunch? The most well, the most whipped together like salad you've ever seen. A little <laughs> bit of lettuce that's left, all these little bits and bobs, chuck them in. No protein sauces. So I'm like, oh my God, gonna have powder later. <laughs> Nice. Winning indeed. No one ever believes me when I say that everything is connected to fiction in my Mm. existence, right? Like, Mm. no one believes it. And it's like, if anything, the funniest story is how I came across you and how I met you. So, you know, come across this book series. It's a really cool book series. And next thing you know, there's a TV kind of like, you know, web series adaption. And you're like, The lead, like, you know, you've got to follow all your lead characters, all your actors. That's, that's one. what you do. You know, it's like football. Like you've got to follow all the football because why not? Exactly. <laughs> and you're coming across it and like, hey, this guy has some really interesting friends. Like, Geordie's a vibe, right? He's, he is definitely He can't describe him any other way. Yeah, he's like, exactly. he's, you know, just the kind of person that even watching exists up-levels your own vibe, right? Mm, to such a degree. For sure. And it was okay. He has this really interesting friend. Strange friend. Well, I just don't follow this friend long too. And off it went. Next thing you know, it's like, right, coaching time. Let's go. Who am I picking? <laughs> and all these coaches out there. And I was like, you know what? I want the guy who's a vibe. <laughs> yes. There we go. And it's like, this is how vibe. my buying decision. Exactly. Yeah. Vibe attracts vibe. Vision attracts vision. Which actually I think connects really well here too. But mm. that's it. But yeah. yeah, to roll on because we're a little bit short on time. Let's why the vision work? What the heck is the vision work? Why is this so transformative? Why am I addicted? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why vision work? Well, in short, it's why I'm even in Bali currently as we're recording this. It's why I'm doing what I'm doing career wise, and it's why I live in more inspiration than ever before. And that's vision work. So how's that connected is the question, right? Where does that link up? So in short, I was listening to First Form Supplements CEO, Andy Frisella, talking on a podcast, and he was talking about how vision work was the reason why he was doing everything that he was doing. And as one of the biggest supplement companies in America, which was growing from the ground up, it made it very believable <laughs> that there was something to this if someone you know of that caliber was doing these kinds of practices. So I started doing vision work and to just describe vision work, it's essentially creating clarity around a destination I'd like to create in my life. And and then also tuning into the emotional vibe behind what that would feel like if I was to have that. And then reverse engineering 
the steps required for me to get there and living more often in the vibe of that version of myself that I would be if I was had already created that reality for myself. So obviously there's a few things to unpack there, but we'll get there. So ultimately, I when I came to Bali in 2018 with some friends, I'm like, I want to live here, right? Only worked in a gym, didn't have any online work at the time. I went back to New Zealand from where I'm from and I started visualizing my ideal life in Bali. I started visualizing myself meditating on a beach in Bali, going to these waterfalls all the time. That was my vision, right? And as I would practice that vision, I would really feel myself in that moment. And as I'd come out of the you know visualization, I'd do my best to maintain that feeling of what it would be like if I was already living there. And by living more often in the state, it would, in a very interesting way, create activity in a part of the brain called the reticular activating system, or the RAS for short. So it's a part of the brain that will scan the environment for things that it deems important. So because it was important for me to move my business online in order to make that reality a possibility, I started picking up opportunities around me of things that would help me to move in that direction. Like I remember I accidentally stumbled into an ambassadorship for the biggest supplement company in the world, Optimum Nutrition. You know, well like, you know, when I say supplement company, I'm not referring to like vitamins, but I'm referring more to like the protein side of things. And I ended up getting an ambassadorship with them. And, you know, that would lead me to eventually making my way to America. And then I was really going ham with the online stuff at that time. And I eventually ended up in Bali during my, my online journey about one year later. And I was sitting there meditating on the beach one morning in Bali. And then I opened my eyes. I'm like, holy crap, I'm living my vision right now. <laughs> one year later, right? And I hadn't done that visualization for a few months as well. So it was really beautiful and a, quite a surprise at the moment because I didn't really think about it. But it was my reticular activating system navigating me toward my vision that I'd envisioned by living in that vibe more often. So that's ultimately what it's about. But it's not just about feeling the experience. It's also about reverse engineering what's required for me to become that version of myself to be able to create that reality. And that was the biggest key component that I think I kept letting slip during my journey, which is why it took me quite a while to really kind of get this vision work type thing going for myself. And now I use it often. I don't use it every day, but I use it often to tune into a frequency or a vibe or an emotion within myself to feel at a certain level so that when I go and operate and I jump on a client call, I'm jumping on a consultation, I have a business meeting of some sort, or I have an opportunity arise, then it gives me an opportunity to show up in that vibe, which will then mean that I present myself from a certain state. And so I'm living more in that version of self. And the more often I live in that version of self, the more likely I am to create the consequence, which is the vision that I had created for myself. So that's essentially why vision work and it's something that anyone can do, something that does take practice, if you, especially if you've got an anxious mind, you know, it takes practice to create focus on vision work. So sometimes it helps to start with journaling first and then pairing that with visualization. So when you write it down, closing your eyes for a moment and seeing if you can tune into what that might look like and what that might feel like. And then coming back to the written work and maybe doing two or three journal entries a day to get the juices, creative juices in the mind flowing until we can actually sit there, maybe play a little bit of music in the background and do a visualization practice. And doing that more often can be life-changing, in my opinion. 
So that's why. Oh, yeah, I see. I agree. I have to say the entire reason, I think everything shifted late last year had to do with sitting down and doing it, you know. Mm. Everything. Every time something big has happened, every time there's been a transformation in some description, it's always because there is focus there. Like even sitting here now, I know my vibe is higher mm. because I've set this vision. Because I know exactly what I'm building, right? And knowing that, seeing that, even if it's 10 years in my future, this is just step one, right? This Mm. is me. Yeah, this is just me reverse engineering everything to get to that point. Yes. And you're living a lot of those steps now, right? Like, I mean, I remember the vision work that we did last year um, and the kind of envisioning you're creating for yourself. You're living more as that version of self than you were a year ago by far. And then as a consequence, you're attracting the results of, you know, that which you envisioned. So like that's the idea with reverse engineering. It's initially it sounds very woo-woo and like, you know, it can be, you know, to an extent. And that's beautiful. You know, I think there's, there's, it has its place in that. But I also think there needs to be some practicality behind it where, you know, it gives you an opportunity then to similar to the way if I wanted to meet you for coffee tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at Starbucks, I need to tell you which Starbucks. I need to tell you, you know, tomorrow specifically at 10 a.m. And then it gives me an ability to plan my day out so that I can meet you there at 10 a.m. I can then plan the route. I can then get an idea of when I need to leave home, you know. So all these things can be possible if I know the destination and I know the time. But in order for that to happen, I need to be specific. If I'm not specific and I just say, let's meet tomorrow, see you then. And you have no idea where in freaking Australia <laughs> I'm even meeting you. Or at the well, very okay. least, exactly. Or at the very least, even if I just said meet tomorrow for coffee, or even if I just said meet at Starbucks tomorrow at 10 a.m. for coffee, you could turn up at you know the the wrong Starbucks, and I'm I'm rocking up at the other one, and I'm like, where the heck are you, Taylor? But it, because I wasn't specific. So when I'm specific with my vision, now it's much easier to reverse engineer and plan my route that's required in order to get there. So it's too easy to get caught up in the day to day activities of action where i have all these things on my plate that i need to get done but i get so caught up in that that i forget the direction i'm actually going and then when i forget the direction i'm actually going i get lost in the small things and i forget to take the big steps that are actually required to make progress in the direction i want to go yeah so that's why it's only yeah Yeah. it's exactly it's only been last like what month three months maybe I don't even know where to put it, but like we've been saying, it's very much that case of I've only just started actually properly reverse engineering everything, mm, right? Because it was, it was always this vision. It was always this thing, right? And now I'm yeah. like, wait, to actually have that, I need financial freedom. I don't need more cash. Mm. What I need is this backup, right? So it's really, really cool. Not only what it causes you to create, but then how it influences everything else you do, right? Mm. From how you set up a business to how you set up a brand to how you set up mm. just who you even connect to, who you even talk to, and everything like that. It's huge. Yeah, big time. Big, big time. Okay. Yeah. So talk to us about your vision then. I'm excited to hear. Well, oh, which way do we do the three parter? Let's do the three parter. Sorry. All right. For me, it's very much that the first thing is to get myself out of the country. Sounds wild, but mm. like these trips need to happen, you know. Yes. It's been years of planning, years of everything, and years of sitting around because I couldn't leave. <laughs> so yeah, just that very deep 
there's this just very deep connection to wanting to explore and really culturally explore the world. You know what mm. I mean? Like really deep exploration. So my best pal and I are leaving somewhere soon in the next year. That's all I yes, know. You I are. literally just see yes, us you are. getting on a plane. That's it. Mm. It's just a flight. <laughs> That's mm. all it's here. Um, yeah, which we've discussed in the past, actually, which is funny. Because I was always like, yeah, it's a full trip. No, all I ever saw was the plane. I never saw anything else. Mm. Interesting, right? Um, mm. And I guess the next layer to that is that it's that villa, it's that apartment, it's that seaside place. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And that's where, you know, the financial freedom comes into it, right? It's that very much place of I thought I had to earn to get there. Now, again, mm. being a single female, and young and a business owner. Yes. Certain property is a little bit difficult, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like really going, okay, well, how can I actually do that? Because it's possible, right? It's mm. truly possible. But I don't see myself, you know, having to earn X amount of cash a month to actually just make that happen. It's like, no, there's actually something there. There's something really there basing it there. So I see it. Every day I see myself going to get those fresh groceries. I see myself, you know, just doing all the things. It's, yeah, that's the way. It's so intimate with it yes. that you can't fail, right? Because, again, we're done the beer work. It's that part of it. You know, yeah, so let's, 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 let's go back to that. Let's talk about the beer work. You, yeah, in yeah, a moment, once you've done your third part. Once you've done your third and part. And then the third yeah. part. Well, the third part, let's go, is very much this stuff, right? It's the big mm. talking stuff. It's the big standing on stage it's a big crystal but like bigger <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean that's what i see and that's the that's it you know Beautiful. it's just very loud it's very iconic <laughs> yes yes and it's, it sounds like you've gotten it very rich in your mind now which is really cool yeah. you know and it'll only get richer yeah. you know the more it's practiced that's and it. like to your point when you mentioned a fair work right so it's like okay now i'm very clear on Okay, me being on that plane and the feeling of what it feels like to take off on the plane and look outside and see Australia disappear into the abyss as I, you know, am flying and I'm seeing up my, outside my window on my window seat, as, you know, the sun yeah. is rising because it's maybe early morning when I'm flying and I'm just seeing like the blue sky and the clouds and, you know, like that feeling and the smell of like what it might smell like on the plane and like all these senses and really feeling it. And tuning into what it would be experienced like through my sensory organs, so sight, smell, taste, touch, and sound. Like, what are what am I going to experience through all those five senses? And then, what about through my sixth sense, which is emotion and feeling and intuition? What like what what is that sixth sense going to be experienced as? Sixth sense in science is often called the introspection. So when I'm introspective, that can be our sixth sense, which is the awareness of what's going on within myself. So feeling, emotion, energy, these kinds of things. And so what are these six senses experiencing? And so I'm noticing the smell of the plane. I'm noticing the sound of people chatting and the smell, the sound of the engine. I'm seeing outside of the window, seeing the sunrise, seeing Australia disappear. I'm, I'm maybe tasting my morning coffee because I've had my morning coffee before the flight. And, you know, I'm feeling my seat, my bum on the seat. And like, I'm feeling myself in my, like with the belt across my waist and, you know, the clothes I'm wearing. And, you know, like I'm really in touch with all this stuff. Right. And that's what it means. And then I feel, I feel excited because I'm flying to a certain place. Right. <laughs> and I'm with my friend and like, we're having a good conversation at the same time. And I'm really feeling everything. Right. And the key is, is can I envision this without being attached to it? Because the moment I become attached to it, I start 
getting into the fear work, right? And that's the key, that's the mm-hmm. key part. Because when I'm attached to it, now yes, I can get excited about it, but then I start suffering the lack of the existence of it. Right. And that's that's where there's a beautiful sort of medi- middle path between the two worlds of being excited but also unattached, right? Because obviously obviously excitement is very dopaminergic and can generate attachment in the process. So the key is is can I feel the excitement during the process, embody what it feels like to have already have to already have that as exist in my life. What would that feel like? And then on the other side of the visualization, also at the same time, be completely content with the reality that it's not in my life right now. I'm going to embody it as if it is, but I'm also okay with the reality that right now I'm not on the plane. Right now I'm living my life. And I also trust that it's going to come into my life. And what I really love about Earl Schof, he's a, he's a teacher similar to Tony Robbins, but he was actually Tony Robbins' grand teacher. So Tony Robbins was taught by Jim Rohn, and Jim Rohn was taught, taught by Earl Schof. So Earl Schof did a talk, which is really intriguing around the law of attraction. Have you heard of this? Was that yeah. one the one that you sent me I, yeah, a would have few been months back? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's brilliant. And he talks about what it would be like if you were to own a Cadillac already. Like walk like you own a Cadillac, feel like you own a Cadillac, talk like you own a Cadillac, you own a Cadillac, right? And that's sort of what you embody. But at the same time, you're also unattached to the reality that there is no Cadillac right there but you also act like there is, right? And that's the point is like, can you act like you've already got that, but at the same time, feel at peace with the reality that it's not there just yet because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. And you know it's coming because you believe in your ability to take action on opportunities when they present themselves. So that's the other key component. So there's the visualization, there's the unattachment, which comes into the fair work. And then there's also the ability to act like you already have it right so visualization and like the energy side of things the unattachment side of things and then acting like you already have it so it's kind of a mixture of a few things but that brings us to the fear work so how can i do the visualization like so there's three parts right there's the vision work so i'm doing that most days or at least i'm scheduling in two or three days a week where i might spend a morning or an evening doing a couple of minutes or five minutes of visualization where I'm visualizing what it is that I want to create and draw into my life. And I'm feeling the vibe of that. The second part is learning to be unattached to it, which we'll talk about in a second. And then the third part is learning to live more as if I already have those things. So you're learning to live as if you've already been on that flight. You're learning to live as if you already have that specific seaside apartment, right? You're living as if you've already created that vision for yourself in that third part you mentioned. And by living as if I've already got that, in a state of actually trust in the universe and in myself and my ability to do the actions required to create it and the ability to step into the opportunities that present themselves because I feel confident in my ability to take opportunities when they arise rather than freaking out because when they arise, it's like, oh, that's too much work or like, oh, I don't know if I'm capable of doing that or you know, whatever those fears are, which brings us again back to the fear work. So what is the fear work? Well, the fear work is, when I visualize myself living that life, what in my mind is struggling to believe that that could be a possibility for me? So if I can't believe it, it means I fear it. That's the, that's the key component. Or there's something within the journey that's required to get there that I fear. Either or. So in other words, if I was to you know, visualize that owning of the apartment and my mind goes, oh, but you don't have enough money. And, it, and then I go, well, I'll, like, I'll get enough money. And then my mind goes, oh, but you're not capable of getting enough money. 
right? So there's the fears. It's like, oh, okay, there's a lack of belief there because there's a fear in my lack of ability or lack of, lack of capability to generate that revenue. So there's a belief flaw that's there. And my job now is to remove the fear of why my mind doesn't believe that I can get enough money. What is that blocker? And if I delve, delve deeper enough into a limiting belief that I might have, I'll realize that it's all fear-based. Because if my mind believes that I can't generate the amount of wealth that's required in order to have the financial freedom that I want, then I can ask myself, okay, what am I afraid of that's leading to this lack of belief? So I recognize I need financial freedom. I recognize that I don't connect with that vision yet because I feel that I don't believe I can create that as a possibility in my life because I don't believe I can earn enough money in order for that to happen. Then ask myself, why don't I believe that? Well, I don't believe that because the interactions that are required are going to require me to be more direct with people or it's going to require me to do more sales calls or it's going to require me to do more cold calling and I don't like cold calling or it's going to require me to invest in Facebook ads and it's scary to invest in Facebook ads because it's a big risk, right? I'm a good example of that. I've struggled with that. So there's a fear there that's behind the limiting belief that I need to uncover. When I can uncover that fear, now if I resolve that fear, I also resolve the limiting belief. Too many people are so focused on the limiting belief without realizing that there's actually a fear underneath that's creating the limiting belief. The limiting belief only comes from fear. And when I can recognize that and I can resolve the fear, I can overcome the fear. Now, all of a sudden, when I envision my future, the limiting belief is no longer in the way. I can feel and connect with that reality. I can believe it's going to happen. And then I can start taking actions that are required in order for me to get there. So that's the fear work. I love it. I love it because every time before, you know, really focusing on that and really diving into that fear, it was every time I'd go and get my groceries for the day. It's not a week. It's literally a day. I love that. <laughs> it was always you'd get there and the account would be empty. And it was always happening in this vision. And it was like, what the hell? Like, this isn't what I want for my visualization. Yes. Thank you very much. But yes. it was really coming to understand that, wait, what's here is actually a fear that my business will collapse Ooh, right out from under me. Remember all this? Because it, yes. it, was, it was weeks and weeks and weeks of like, yes. I just want it over with. And it was just coming to that place where I could, A, understand what was there, B, what I could actually do about it, which financial freedom, people, it's why we build it. And it's consistent too, right? Yeah. And it was just very, yeah, it was just that transformative, like, now I can do it. Like, obviously, there are times when, you know, you're in a credit out to play and things like that, where it's like, it's a little bit harder, but mm. you can really sit down in that vision work when you're connected and you do go through the fears and the beliefs and everything. And then a lot of us stop when it gets hard because there's something there. And we go, mm. nah, but we don't need to do that. We can just let it go. When in actual fact, if anything, the transformation's just over that hurdle, right? We're yes. just talking about this again this morning. That's it. <laughs> Damn it, everything connects. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yeah. It's no, right there. Yeah, that. If you're ready to go through it, right. Yeah, that's totally it, right? So like when I can ask myself, what do I want? So so many people actually get caught up on, well, I don't even know what I want. 
And I've actually worked with clients in the past that didn't even know what they wanted. And that's very difficult to work with at the start. So I like to ask certain questions where I try a more fun strategy and then I try a very brutal strategy. Okay, so I'll tell you the fun strategy first with them. So the fun strategy is I'll get them to write down all the things that they want in their life, like if they can, right? So they don't need to visualize it. They just need to write it down. Like, what, what, what do you want? If I was to say you can have anything and it was to be given to you and it didn't require any money for you to have it it didn't require any money to maintain it because some people go think and they think well i wouldn't want a really nice car because the money to maintain it's too expensive or i wouldn't not want a nice place because the mortgage is too much but remember bear in mind the the task that i'm giving you is that it doesn't require any money not just to have it but also to maintain it you can have whatever you want in this world what is that right and imagine if you could have this thing and you could enjoy this thing, but no one knew that you had it. And this is the key because some people will go like, oh, I want this really nice boat, I want this really nice car, I want this really nice place, or I, I want to you know, be the CEO of this company. Those are all good goals, but are they actually what you want or are they what you think will get you the acceptance of others around you, which is why you want it, right? So when I say write down everything that you want, it doesn't cost a single thing to have it or to maintain it. But no one else is going to know that you have it. What would those things be? Now you're going to go deep into actually what you want. And that's really important because otherwise it's going to be very easy to cling to this idea that I want to, you know, be the CEO of this thing, own these things and or like, you know, be have this massive business. But because everyone knows about it, I'm going to get the respect that I want. So really what I wanted wasn't actually the thing. It was the respect from others or it was the, you know, love of my parents or my my partner or my friends or whatever it was, right? So that's actually what I wanted deep down. And when we remove, if no one else actually knew what, that I had it, then I can actually start seeing what it is I really want. And then some people will, you know, revert to, I just want a really secure family. I want a good secure job. And I want to live on the countryside and I want to be at peace. That's a great vision, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's, they're only going to really recognize that that's what they truly want if we're able to allow them to have the space to envision that in the first place and to actually get clear on that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you think about that and it feels very unsatisfactory and it doesn't feel good, then great. Build on that. There might, there might be more to the vision that you're missing that you haven't seen yet. And you don't need to rush this. The second strategy is... I'll get them to sit down and close their eyes and I'll get them, and this is brutal, I'll get them to envision that I'm holding a gun to their head and I'm saying, I will pull the trigger if you don't tell me exactly what you want in this life. So in other words, it's, it's tapping into their fight or flight system. And in the fight or flight system, people's reaction times go down. And because their reaction time goes down, they're less hesitant to go deeper into their ideas because often people will be resistant or hesitant to go into their ideas because maybe at some point in their life they were shunned for their ideas or they were discriminated for thinking a certain way or for saying certain ideals that they or like dreams that they had and they were told that will never happen and so they suppress it but if we are able to tap into their flight, fight or flight system decrease their reaction time then those things can come out more easily so that's why i get them to envision that's the second strategy of like the sort of fear scenario where they can then generate their ideas more easily without their limitations getting in the way. So these are two strategies I can use with people to get creative around what they want. Once they know what they want, we practice the vision work, which is getting very clear on what that, you know, what I would see, what I would hear, what I would smell, what I would taste, what I would touch and what I would feel, right? So what are those six senses that are like, what are they going to feel like? 
when I'm interacting with this world, where I'm living in this vision that I want to create for myself? And then what version of myself do I need to be in order to create this as a reality? Now, when I become clear on not just what it is I want and what it is I will feel, but also what is required from me as an individual, what do I need to be like? How do I need to be as a person in order to create this as a reality? Now we're getting clear on what's required in order for me to get to where I want to get to. So in other words, what's required for me to be meditating on the beach in Bali? It was to be able to meditate for one, you know, to be able to be a good meditator because <laughs> I needed to be meditating on the beach, but also to have an online business and a level of financial freedom to be able to go and live that life where I'm not so worried about finances that I can't live in Bali and I have to go home where I... That's essentially it. That's really all that's required. And then also, obviously, the plane tickets. <laughs> but other than that, that's everything that's required for me to get to Bali. And then, obviously, a place in Bali. And now, that's when the limiting beliefs started to happen, which is, I can't make an online business. I can't get clients. I don't know how to do that. So, because there was a lack of clarity on how, I didn't believe it at the start. But as I started getting clear on how, the believability of the vision got better. And I was able to sit and be clear on the vision and then I was able to get excited about the vision. So for you with the apartment on the seaside, right? What was the fear that came up for you around that? It was very much in just the fact of like, again, the business would collapse under you, right? Yeah. Language, all the things. You're talking language, you're talking, again, business collapse. You're talking yeah. all the things, right? How the heck am I going to keep clients incoming when I want to live virtually a much more, you know, laid back not being the term here but a slightly bought back version of business now right because the whole yeah. thing that now is it's very heavy headed it's one thing after the next when i'm mm. living that life it isn't quite going to be one thing after the next yeah a lot more totally totally hand gesture yeah <laughs> you know? that's right that's right that's and right. that's it so it's, yeah yeah it's very much those three things have always Stuck out to me, and hey, they do come up like we we're kind of saying before. Yeah, they do still come up to a degree at time, but it's now easier to make that separation and go, Wait, mm. that isn't actually true. There's a reason why this is popping up now. What is it? You know, how can I mm. work through that? Is there something else that I have to work through here? And I think that's again, it's the biggest power is the inner work. We always talk about totally. branding, we always talk about all this, building a business actually more inner work than what it is physical work. Yeah, you're so 100%. Right. You know, so right. Absolutely, every time, and it's just like, mm. sometimes yeah, it makes I you could imagine like people would have an ideal of what they would like, you know, as a brand, but then the mind's beliefs get in the way of you know that being a possibility. Like, oh, I'd never be able to actually have a brand that big or that colorful, you know, or like that this I wouldn't be able to price myself this high, or you know, whatever that is that's getting in the way of actually what it is that they want. That's that's going to be a limitation to the not just the brand, but even just the the way that one gets to experience the brand and one, how one gets to show up in the brand, you know? So there's going to be so many limitations there and being able to um, uncover a little bit more about what it is I want, if anything was possible and no money was required for just not even getting it, but also maintaining it, what would I want? And getting clear on that, once I'm clear on that, then I can ask myself, okay, well, what's required for me to get there? Oh, this isn't this. How does that feel when I think about what's required? Oh, it feels scary. I don't know if I can do that, right? Great, cool. Now, what is the scary part that you, you're feeling resistant to? Or if you're still not clear on what you're, what you're afraid of within that, what is the thing that you're struggling to believe? 
And then once you can pinpoint what you don't believe yet, so I don't believe that I'm going to be able to sustain my business while I'm there, or I don't believe that I can live in an apartment on a seaside. Why? Oh, because it's going to cost so much money. Oh, there's the limitation. There's a, there's a limiting belief. Great. Why don't I believe I can earn that much money? Oh, because I'm going to have to work really, really hard to do that. And I don't like working that, that hard, you know? Okay, great. There's the fear, right? Or it might be, well, I, it means that I'm going to have to do more cold calling, or it means I'm going to have to do, go to more events, or it means I'm going to have to run more seminars, or I'm going to have to pay for Facebook ads, or what is that thing that is getting in the way is preventing me from believing, or it's because I'm not clear on what I need to do yet. Great, maybe I need to get a mentor, or maybe I need to start actually setting time in my day over the next few weeks where I might start doing more planning work, or I might start doing more more reverse engineering work where I can reverse engineer what's required in order to make my business more successful. And I actually need to spend more time brainstorming rather than more time executing on things that aren't actually getting me anywhere, right? Because being really busy for the sake of being busy is the quickest way to end up back where I started. Yeah, right? So being busy for the sake of being busy is the quickest way to end up back where I started. Like, because it's very quick, but I end up back where I started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I lived a lot of my life like that because I had, uh, even though I had a vision of where I wanted to go, I, I couldn't quite believe it. I was excited about it, but I didn't believe it. Um, and because I didn't believe it, I didn't do the actions in my day that were required for me to actually get to those things. And because I didn't do the things, well, I never got the result, right? So I was really, really busy because I wanted to get there desperately, really, really desperately. But I was doing all the things that I knew how to do. I was never open to doing new things that I didn't yet know how to do because I wasn't comfortable doing them. So I avoided them. So I only did the things that I knew how to do. And if I only do the things I know how to do, I'll only get to the places I've known how to get to, right? So I'll only ever get to where I've been by doing the things I've already done. But if I want to get to somewhere else, that I've never been, I need to learn to do the things that I've never done. And if I want to do the things I've never done, I need to learn to overcome the fears that are in the way of me doing the things I've never done. And that's the key, right? So if I can learn to overcome those fears, like the fear of doing Facebook ads, the fear of talking to more people, the fear of being more open about my brand, or the fear of what will people think if I design a brand that big, you know, what would people think about it, right? These are all common fears that people have. And when I can learn to overcome those fears, now I can really get clear on whether it is brand, whether it is strategy, whether it is what my business, I'd like my business to look like, what's required in order to make it, to get the apartment in Italy, right? So yeah, I think these things are all really important to look at. So what's your vision? Yeah, totally. So the vision that I've, that I've stuck with, even before I envisioned Bali, I envisioned this for years, I envisioned this since 2016, so this has been nine years, right? I do it a lot less frequently now than I used to, but it's still something I'll tune into when I'm doing a dedicated vision session. And it's to be living on a Fiji island. I'm, you know, feeling good in my body. I'm exactly where I want to be in terms of fitness. Like I can, you know, ru- I can run a marathon in less than two hours and 20 minutes. I, I can, you know, bench press and deadlift a certain amount of weight. I feel like really, really at peace as well. Like I feel very zen. I've practiced Kung Fu, so I'm very confident in martial arts. And I'm a doctor, Kieran, by the way, doctor in neuroscience. So I'm actually already in that process of studying biomedical and neuroscience. I am running a not just program session business for corporates around the world that are high end that, you know, have anywhere from 100 to thousand plus employees in their businesses and I'm helping them to 
resolve their inner turmoil that's getting in the way of them growing even bigger, that's getting in the way of them being a really good leader in their business, that's getting in the way of them helping their employees to also be more at peace and more in joy within their work process. So in order for me to uh, do that, you know, a lot's required for me. And then the final part to that vision as well is I've, I've launched a supplement brand and that supplement brand is a natural, organic and vegan well-being supplements. So it's well-being supportive and it's based on a few different herbs that have been shown in the scientific literature to be mood supportive. So these are, you know, that's the encapsulation of all that. And then also, obviously, I'm inviting my parents to this Fiji island, basically. So I'm living on an island. I didn't mention that part. Fiji island. And it's that's Fiji island on its own has been my vision ever since 2016. And then over time, I've built on that, right? So that's what I mean by building on the vision. So I've built on it, it's become Dr. Kira and it's become, you know, the I've lived in the Shaolin Monastery in Germany for a year. I've, so I've, you know, studied Kung Fu. I've, I've, I've gone much deeper into Buddhist meditation practices since then. So I've done Vipassana a couple of times, which are 10-day silent retreats where you meditate for 100 hours over 10 days and you don't talk to anyone, you don't look at anyone in the eye, you don't read, you don't write nothing, you just meditate. And, you know, I've gone through into like I've done many steps that have helped me to get a little closer to that dream, right? And I'm also very aware that this is a dream that's going to probably require another 30 years from me. And that's okay. But it's actually, you know, with that vision, I can reverse engineer all the things that are required. And every step I take feels like I'm getting a little bit closer to that. And that's what the exciting thing about all that is. So, you know, ultimately, of course, that's been sourced from me wanting to do what I can to make a dent in the anxiety that exists in this world because of my own experiences with anxiety and because my friend who took his life because of anxiety and because of the crazy st- statistics that exist around anxiety, especially in Australia and New Zealand, uh, you know, in the Western world in general, and also as well, unfortunately, the Eastern world, it's also a big thing, even bigger than it used to be. So, you know, I'd like to make my dent in the world of anxiety as much as possible because of those reasons. And ultimately, I'd like to create the life that I've mentioned as well. For the sake of myself, it is there is a selfish component there, yes. And there's also the selfless component of wanting to, you know, have my parents come and visit me and enjoy the Fiji Island whenever they want and, you know, be able to support those around me that are that are in need of it. If they do need the support, then I can be there for them, you know. So that's essentially the the vision. Mm. I love it. I love it. I get a kick out of it every time you say it. A huge <laughs> one because it's like mm. when you can share your visions with other people, when you can just be together and yeah. When you're all thinking big, you all go up. It's inevitable, oh, totally. right? And that's, totally. that's that. And yeah, I love it. And right, you can't mm. be selfish. Sorry, you can't be selfless without being selfish, right? That's and I it. think it's something totally. so freaking powerful there. And it's mm. like, yeah, that's it. Like, it's more than, you know, what you just want your business to look like. It's also about mm. your life, your existence. Totally, because without me, there's no business. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. If you're not up to, if you're not living something you love, then you can't build a business you love. You can't build a brand you love. You can't totally. build anything you love. So, totally. Wear then, out. Like at the end of the day, if you look at any successful person, I'm not saying that all of them are happy. In fact, unfortunately, the majority of them. Mm-hmm. If you look at, you know, the Fortune 500, as per Tony Robbins' words, because he's interviewed a majority of them, he says, I think he said something like 80 or 90% of them are actually quite unhappy. So it's not actually, happiness won't necessarily create success, but happiness will create a sustainable success. Why? Because you'll live longer, you'll actually enjoy it, and you won't dig your hole any deeper than you're, you've already gone using your success. 
And so, yeah, there's the 10% and the, to 20% in the Fortune 500 that are happy based on what he says anyway. And while the, what's the difference? Well, the difference isn't essentially maybe the success, but the difference is that they get to enjoy the success, right? And they also get to impact those around them in a positive way around them compared to the ones that aren't in that good state. So, and also as well, not only are they not enjoying their success, they're also solidifying their misery because unfortunately, one that lives in misery, and I know this from experience, will find more reasons to be miserable. So in other words, I'm creating more scenarios in my life that are more miserable scenarios. So I'm actually solidifying my misery and I'm creating this cycle that I get stuck in. So if I can change my state, I can change what I do. If I change what I do, I can change my reality. So it starts with state. So if I can learn to change how I am most of the time, then I also change the kinds of actions that I take. By changing those actions, I change my, the result, that which I create in this world. So the power in actually learning how to change how I approach my life and how I feel within myself will ultimately determine maybe not the success of my business, but very possibly because it does require a lot of guts and a lot of hard work. And you know, my belief anyway is that. And I believe that it requires a lot of courage because you know, there's a lot of things that I won't do within my own mind and therefore I won't do them in my business because I can't do them in my mind, right? So I've had a lot of entrepreneurs and corporates come to me for help to overcome their mind because they realize that they can reach a certain level in their business, but they can't break the million mark or they can't break, you know, a certain tier in their business or they can't, you know, add an extra employee because of their fear of, you know, being too much, doing too much delegation, right? So there's a fear there, there's a limiting belief there and in order for them to grow their business, they must overcome that fear, right? So it's recognizing that. So there's components where I can overcome my fears and create a successful business. And if I want to go the step further, just like the other 10% of the Fortune 500, right? As per Tony Robbins' words, I can then also overcome the reasons why I'm suffering life and I can create a more beautiful life for myself so that, the business that I create ends up being a beautiful business around me so I can not just enjoy my life within me, I can enjoy my life around me and also I can impact others in a positive way in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to love you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>